throw on the way. Got it. So the final 2.9 seconds inbounded to Des Cambridge. Launches from backcourt. He made it. He made it. He made it. Cambridge knocks down a three from backcourt, and the Sun Devils have won it. Yeah, what a weekend in college basketball. Furious comeback by Iowa against Michigan State. Michigan gets a buzzer beater to force overtime. They beat Wisconsin. Florida State a buzzer beater to beat Miami. And, of course, uh, ASU and that miracle at McHale with Tim Healy and Kyle Dodd on the call here to talk some college basketball with us. It's been a while since we've talked to our next guest from FS1, Pac-12 Network. Casey Jacobson, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Casey, how are you? Van and Vince, it's a pleasure to be with you guys, man. I've missed you. Um, we are not in March yet, but man, did that Saturday feel like the first or second round of the NCAA tournament, man. I was working Fox, uh, uh, the studio show, and I was just like, my heart was pounding the whole time going, watching all those games. This is why we love college basketball so much. It is why we, we love the tournament. But uh, that Arizona State-Arizona game was the best game of the day and probably um, the most consequential game of the season to date. That was awesome. Uh, and let's talk about those consequences because, you know, under Bobby Hurley's tenure, the Sun Devils have been so, so close, it feels like, to a breakthrough. They've had great starts. They've had great individual vic- victories. They've had recurring collapses down the stretch. There have been a lot of speculation that the, the the end of days might be coming for whatever reason. For that shot to materialize against that team in Tucson on command, what are the consequences of that shot? Well, I, I want to give Arizona State their credit, um, but while also putting it into context, uh, I think, Dan, you did a nice job of setting up. It, it's been a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have followed this team, this Arizona State program over the past several years, I guess it's just Bobby Early's tenure. The highs are high, the lows are low. There's really nothing in between. Would you like a little bit more consistency year to year? Yes. But when this team is is good, especially this year's Arizona State Sun Devil team, when they are good, when they are locked in on defense, they're a monster. They're in passing lanes with Des Cambridge. Devin Cambridge is as versatile a defensive player as you'll find in the Pac-12 Conference. He can guard positions one through five. Warren Washington is really solid um, as a rebounder, as a as a shot deterrent. Um, so I like what they what they offer defensively. It's offensively where their shot selection has been all over the place yes. this year. They don't make threes. Remember in the first matchup between the Wildcats and Tempe, I called that game for Fox. I think they were three for 27 were the Sun Devils from three. Um, they've had a few games like that where it's just frustrating. And um, But that was not the case on Saturday. They, they put it all together. They were locked in to start. Um, now, they had a couple of starters who, who kind of no-showed uh, offensively, I would say. Like Devin Cambridge only made three baskets. Frankie Collins was 0 for 5. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was a little bit worried there. But they got amazing contributions from two bench players. Jemiah Neal and Alonzo Gaffney came in and were ready to go and filled in the gap. Um, really, really impressive. But what is the um, what's the consequences? The consequences are I had Arizona State completely off my radar. Not not like totally buried, no chance to make the make the tournament. But like they weren't in my like personal next four out. They were like in that next group of tier yeah. uh, teams after that. This shot puts this shot and win puts them right 
back in the thick of things. There's a lot of teams in the country that are struggling to get wins, a lot of bubble teams all over the place. Um, that's as good of a win for a bubble team as there's been in the last three to four weeks, maybe even a season, you could argue. And now Arizona State has the, their own – they control their own destiny. Destiny. They have at uh, UCLA and at USC both quad one opportunities for them. That's exactly what you want this time of year. Yeah, Casey Jacobson, FS1 college basketball analyst, also Pac-12 Network, joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I think there's work left to be done for for ASU. They've not dealt with success well this year, Casey. They mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. broke into the top twenty five. They got routed in their next game by San Francisco. Then they were getting close to the top twenty five again and lost three straight. So I'm curious to see what happens this weekend in L A. On the flip side of that game in Tucson, you know, you know Arizona. It's a heart breaking loss for them. Uh, obviously, they have no chance of winning the regular season title in the Pac-12 now. After the game, their coach Tommy Lloyd called out their best player, Azulis Tabellis, the probable Pac-12 player of the year for his for his uh, shoddy defense, as he called it. And what are the ramifications? How do you view Arizona moving forward from from a loss like that? Um, it, it's it's devastating for them. And when I say devastating, it, it's a different. Uh, it, it's different. Uh, it doesn't knock them out of the tournament, obviously. Uh, it does take them, like you mentioned, uh, out of the um, the running for Pac-12 regular season title, although I think Arizona has bigger goals in mind. Mm-hmm. What it does, though, is it switches. Like UCLA, UCLA is definitely a two-seed out west and now has an absolute chance uh, if they sweep the Arizonas at uh, at Poly Pavilion this next week. UCLA is going to be a one seed. I mean, Purdue just lost again. Yeah. Purdue's lost three or four. Um, so, you know, it, it, it'll bump them down. It'll take them out of probably Las Vegas contention, right? Las Vegas is this. Uh, if, if you're a uh, top seed in the West region, you're going to get to play in Las Vegas in the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 rounds, and we all know how important that would be for a, for a Western school um, to be able to travel there and and win there. Does it change Arizona's um, trajectory to or potential to win a NCAA championship or get to a Final Four? I don't believe it does. I still think this Arizona team is one of the best offensive teams in the country. Here's here's the disturbing trend a little bit. Um, A couple things. Um, About a month ago, we were talking about Arizona turning the page defensively. It looked like they were – I think last month or six weeks ago, they were ranking in the 80s, 70s or 80s in overall defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. And then they played uh, USC and UCLA and really held down both of those teams. And then just a couple days later, they got that revenge win against Washington State on the road. I think they held Washington State to only 58 points at home. And it looked like they were just like – they were focusing on defense. Well, in the last couple of weeks, they gave up 88 points to a bad Stanford team and then 89 points to an Arizona State team that, that you know, yeah. has been all over the map offensively. That's a disturbing trend. And then addressing the, the Tommy Lloyd thing, I, I love Tommy. I think he's a fantastic. I think it's totally appropriate sometimes to call out your best player if you think that he had a bad day in a certain area. He didn't call him a bad player. He just said he, had, he, was, he was not good tonight defensively. Didn't give me the effort that I was looking for. 
Um, that's totally fine. And Julius Tabellis needs to respond to that. And the other thing is, uh, uh, Umar Balo has been like really inconsistent. You guys know the first from from the very start of the season all the way up until January 21st, Umar Balo has scored in double figures every single game for for the Wildcats. Since January 21st, they've played nine games. He's only scored uh, double figures in four of those nine games, including seven points last night against Arizona State. He has not been as consistent and dominant as he's been all season, and I don't know what's going on with him either. Alright, lastly, really quick, Casey. Does Cambridge, uh, who made that remarkable shot for ASU, he has played 140 games in college basketball, three different stops. There's people who believe the NIL are going to effectively keep people in college basketball, which might lead to a renaissance for the sport because we know the one and dones that, that really kind of ruined the momentum the sport had. Does that make sense to you or, or is it not the same if guys are bouncing from place to place? Oh, I, I love that guys are staying. I love that Drew Timmy uh, came back and Oscar Sheepway came back. Um, and actually, by the way, Drew Timmy might, he, he says he's not coming back, but he's only a true senior. Uh, he could come back for a fifth year. Um, I think it's absolutely, uh, Dan, I think it's helped um, the sport of college basketball to have older players come back. And I, I know it's, um, you know, there's a, an effect that it's had on high school players that hasn't been great. I feel for those guys. But um, for the product of college basketball, there's a lot of mid-major programs and high-major programs that are able to turn around their rebuilds a lot quicker Mm -hmm. than they used to be able to do because of the transfer portal and guys coming back. Um, I loved my college experience, so it would have been fun to come back and get paid to play in college. Uh Let's go, man. Uh (laughs) Let's go, man. (laughs) Casey, always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Appreciate you making time for us, and hopefully we can chat again when uh, tournament time's rolling around. Yeah.